Right guys, hello and welcome to the THQ podcast. So I am back doing my interviews and today I'm joined with Jamie Lester. Now Jamie is the new THQ trainer. He's going to be Will's replacement for Whaley Bridge as Will has gone off now to be head coach in THQ High Lane. It's been a bit of a stop-start process um, with finding Jamie and actually getting him into the gym with obviously everything that's been going on. But we're finally ready now to get him into things and get him to be a THQ trainer. So I'm going to kick things off. Now, Jamie's background is MMA and he has got a lot of lessons that he can obviously teach a lot of people that are really trying to develop their mindset through um, the transformation journey. Now, Jamie is going to be obviously focusing on body composition. That's what we do at THQ. But he's got a lot of lessons to teach you now how you can really transform your mindset. So, Jamie, welcome. Thank you. So, just tell us a little bit about, obviously, your sort of background in training, your, you know, your professional MMA fighter. Just tell us a little bit more about, about that. Okay, yeah, I mean, it was, I was born into a sport environment. My dad's job, he was a sportsman. Um, so, all my life really was about combat sports as a kid, playing football as well. Um, <clears throat> And so through my 20s, I was always, I mean, I studied PE in college. Through my 20s, I was playing football uh, at a semi-professional level. And I was always in and out of the gym. Um, But I got to a point when I was 29, uh, just before my 30th birthday, I wasn't working in the fitness industry, although I spent a lot of my time within health and fitness and nutrition and what have you. Everything sort of turned a little bit sour at one point in my life, just before I turned 30. I wasn't enjoying my sport. Um, I was in a job that I didn't really see in the future and it didn't excite me. I wasn't passionate about it. Um, so I got to a point where I thought, well, what do I want no, for the rest of my life? Mm. So I think, what do I really want to be doing? What excites me? Um, so at that point, it was, uh, I got, my interest was piqued by MMA. Mm. Just because I'd always dabbled in, I competed in karate as a kid. Through my twenties, I trained intermittently in Thai boxing. Even though my focus was on football, um, and like I say I had a full-time job working in the double glazing industry. Yeah. So like I say that wasn't my passion, but it was paying the mortgage. Yeah. Um, so I got to the point where I asked myself the question: What is it that I want? But if, if money was no object, what would I do? Sort of thing. Yeah. So mine was to work full-time in the fitness industry. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, I'd, I'd found, I'd stumbled across MMA mixed martial arts. Mm. And to be honest, it petrified me mm. to watch it. Because um, to me, my perception at that time was it, it was brutal. Yeah. Because it, it was a very demanding sport. Um, so then, like I say, it piqued my interest and I thought, would I be able to do that? Like I say, it, it scared me, actually, mm. it scared me. I thought, would I be able to do that? So I went, uh, went along into the centre of Manchester and found the gym, a mixed martial arts gym. And these were in the days where it really, you know, you, you had to put a peg on your nose to go into the gym, and, you know, it's time to sweat, blood, tears, all the rest of it. Um, and yeah, so as I got into the gym, I just found I really enjoyed the uh, the learning process of mixed martial arts, mm. which comprises of stand-up striking techniques, kickboxing, boxing, um, the in-between bit, which is mainly the wrestling and the grappling, and the, the the ground fighting aspect of the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, submission grappling. Um, so yeah, was, my interest was piqued by that, so that's where my passion sort of yeah. grew into it. Yeah. 
Awesome. So, what was what, what sort of what what so what what drew what drew you to MMA? What did you think that that's what you wanted to do? Why why why, why was that? Because I like to say it petrified you. Was yeah. that something that you wanted to overcome, or was it something that you felt like you needed to do, or what was? Yeah. What was the drive? No, first of all, that that was my what interested me at first. It was so exciting and dynamic, and, and like I say, I was I was scared by it to mm. look at it on a. Uh, I was watching a YouTube YouTube clip. So, my first protocol was, could I actually do that? Mm. Not, not as a career, not, not competitively, yep. but as a, just no, from a self-defense point of view, mm. more than anything. Uh, so that, yeah, that's what interests me. But then as I went into it, I realized it's a massive learning process. You really learn, and especially the ground fighting aspect, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yep. So obviously you're competing it as a sport, mm. but it's also the... If it was one individual discipline, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, the, the ground fighting aspect, that's the best uh, best form of self-defense, basically. Mm. So for me, I think coming from a sporting background, it was uh, the sporting aspect that really excited me the most, just competitively, you know, can I better myself? Yeah. You know, it's never about sort of beating on somebody else. Mm. Um, in fact, that sort of, it's never, never sort of held me back, but it's never been my mindset to, I'm not an aggressive person, but you know I'm, I'm a sports person. Yeah. So yeah, the, it was just a challenge, but then there's the emotional challenges, the physical challenges, the mental challenges of learning new techniques. Because mm. I think when people will watch MMA mixed martial arts, mm. historically there's been a massive stigma attached to it that yeah. you know people called it cage fighting. It mm. doesn't give you a description of what it is no, that's no, going on in there. Yeah. Um, so I think to it, I mean, it could happen in in. Any any area, any role, any sport, mm. any you know, any job, people don't get an appreciation of how skilled people are until mm. until you do yeah. it. So for me, it was learning the the skills. Really, mm. it was just I just enjoyed learning. I got into the process at that age. Yeah, when I was changing my career, I was uh, studied. I did a diploma in sports therapy. Yeah, um, retrained as a personal trainer, a nutritionist advisor, and mixed martial arts. So the sort of two came through to, together, and it was just the learning process I enjoyed as much as anything else. Yeah, awesome. So, how many years did it take you to turn pro from when you started to when you? <coughs> so yeah, so like I say I started training just before I was thirty. I'm a turned professional at thirty-four. Awesome. Um, so I think I was fortunate in a, in a way where I really came from a sporting background. Mm. Um, I was a little bit more mature, like I'd like to think. Um, so I sort of understood the emotional process of it. Mm. Um, so yeah, I was just like after I'd been training about a year or two, I started doing submission grappling tournaments, mm. um, a couple of Muay Thai bouts, and it came to a point where my old coach asked me if I'd like to compete in MMA at amateur level. So again, I did so, and you know, I had to think a lot about it because it's not an easy thing to do to step into the octagon and compete with another man who's sort of, you know, for the you know, you're trying to sort of cause mm. harm in a way, in like I said, in a non-aggressive way. It's hard to mm. it's hard to explain yeah. uh, the purity of it and mm. and the art. Yeah. When really the aim is to sort of finish the fight. Yeah. Um, but yes, that that again that excited me just as a sports person. Can I do that? Can mm. I step? Can I can I compete under pressure? Mm. Which is what my whole life's really been about. Yeah. Um, in the sporting sporting arena. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what I did. 
Awesome, awesome. So, like, what I've sort of got, obviously, when we've got to know you over the last few months, really, it's been obviously quite, obviously, when we first got you on board, it was how many months ago? Four months ago, yeah. So we've actually got to know you quite well before, actually, you've been coming to the sessions. Now, obviously, what you've just said there, what I think from, from the years of being, obviously, at the forefront of THQ, is that process coming from joining the six-week meltdown, joining the 12-week shoot, like people have to come over so many hurdles. And I'm always, I'm such a big believer in that, you have to go all in. So for the first six months of the process, you have to be all in and you have to make certain sacrifices and you get, and I think that is obviously on a completely different level to what you've done. But I can imagine it's just as if you were training for a fight and having to have that discipline and having to overcome certain things. And that's what you're definitely going to be able to help people um, focus on and achieve their end goal, really, because like it's, it's a very similar sort of thing in their head, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it's going to be, there's going to be many parallels in the process mm. of making, you know, um, so in the, in, the, in the MMA arena, you get offered a fight mm. normally in, in eight weeks time so you have an eight week countdown um, and you look at what you have to do to get to where you need to be um, so obviously it's just, it, and so with the the process again there's a lot of similarities where you have to lose your body fat you have to be as strong as powerful as you, mm. you can be for the weight that you agree to fight at mm. now obviously THQ is body transformation and again that's just dropping body fat mm. but the differences between MMA and, and body transformation is body transformation you can build more mm. lean tissue um, whereas in MMA once you agree to fight at a certain weight that's the weight that you have to make yeah. sometimes fighters by the time they get to, to fight day they're probably not the best overall athlete they could be mm. just because they sometimes they can lose a little bit of muscle mass mm. um, but the yeah the, the mindset of getting there is... So when, when that was happening to you, when obviously when you was having to sort of obviously stick to the same weight, what was sort of going through your head of like for your training and for your everything, your nutrition, because obviously everything everything happened to be important. Like it's complete two different things, obviously, you know, training for performance, training for body composition, especially as a <coughs> day-to-day person is two, two, obviously two ends of the world, two completely different ends of the world. But I think the mindset process, the things you have to overcome, like mm-hmm. just for the, say like as a someone, a THQ Remember, they've got to sort of overcome the, sometimes the negative parts of the friends and the negative parts of yeah. the, the family, the things that are sort of making different sacrifices. So what did you find that sort of were the biggest things that you found hard on the process? That you, like um, the mindset things, then you overcome them and you just did it anyway. Like say these um, social aspects. Yeah. Once you've agreed, once you've decided in your own mind and you sort of almost put pen to paper, you made an agreement with yourself or with other people that this is what I'm going to do, yeah. then you, there is things that, you know, hurdles that come in the way mm. that you have to overcome. Um, and one of them is social. Your friends are going out. Yeah. They're drinking, they're eating what they want. They might go out two, three times a week. Now, you, you're you not going to be able to do that. Mm. You know, so sometimes the bigger the goal, the bigger the gain. And yeah. I definitely think that's yeah. the case in that, you know, the, the body transformations. Mm. It's a big goal but you get massive, massive benefits from it. And the same in mixed martial arts. I mean, mm. win, lose, or draw the fight. A lot of it's about the pro. It's, it's about all about the process. Mm. Um, so, mm. but yeah, you're going to come up, overcome um, the social aspect. Um, you're going to be tired sometimes if you're in a calorie deficit. Mm. That's the exact same in, yeah. in MMA and uh, body uh, body transformations. Um, sometimes you might. Sometimes you might not want to go and train as mm. well. That's that's a big one. Yeah. 
sometimes people I think will look at personal trainers and think oh they always want to be in the gym it's like no sometimes <laughs> yeah. more, more often than not I don't yeah, yeah. I, I love to train yeah. you know I love to lift weights I love to, to train in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu I love to do all these things when I'm doing them but more often than not I don't want to come out of the house I don't mm. want to get, sometimes I don't want to get up and leave the house in the morning if it's cold and it's raining at, um, at the end of a hard day and I look after children I don't want to go back out and, and train but there's a saying uh, certainly in sport like to be professional is doing the things that you doing the things that you don't want to do can you add yeah, it well? yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, the saying um, to be professional is to do the things that you want to do yeah. when you don't want to do them 100%. So yeah, so hmm. with a you know with the the body transformation, you I think having a vision is massively important as hmm. well. Um, sometimes taking photos, having visuals will help. Like you know, I want to look like that. I want to look like this person. I want to look like this hmm. person. Um, and keeping that in mind. Um, so when you the de- the times when you're struggling, sort of keep your eye on the prize hmm. and realize that it's temporary. Just yeah. getting over the hurdle of just getting out of the house. I don't want to go, you know, maybe lasagna's being cooked mm. and, and, you know, but you've got your food prep ready. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it, I think it really is temporary. Get out of the house. Um, do refuse that for the time being. It's not forever. Yeah. But like I said, the, the bigger the, the bigger the goal, the bigger the game for certain. And it's like, like the analogy I always use, it's like rolling a stone up a hill. It's hard, it's, it's sacrificed at the time. But once you get there, I suppose like once you're at there, once you're there and you're at the fight, it's there, you've done the work, your hard work, it's just, you just go there, don't you? And it's like the same with obviously with the body transformation. Once people get there, they're hard worked. But once they get to the point of in shape, it's easy to maintain it than what it ever has before. Yeah. Um, one thing I picked up on there, and I'll explain to you to why I'm asking. How important is it in your was it in your mind that everybody you knew you and you and your coaches and everyone like that, like and as in when you the build up to training for a fight, how is important in the back of your mind that everyone knows you've got a fight coming up? So like obviously your friends know you've got a fight coming up, your family knows you've got a fight, your coaches, everything's geared towards that because and I'll tell you why I asked the question before you answer, is that a lot of people come to the starting meeting of the twelve week shoot program and they say, I want to do the shoot, but I don't want to do the picture. Right? I want to do the process. Now we always say the process isn't it, it's we can give you the process, but if you don't tell everybody and not everybody, including yourself, that you are going to be standing in front of that camera. You don't have to show your pictures to anyone, but if you're going to be standing in front of the camera with your top off in 12 weeks' time, you are not going to make the sacrifice and determination and turn down that lasagna and do your food prep and all them things like that if you don't have that accountability. Mm-hmm. So, as, as a, so as a fighter in a fighting camp, you know, everybody wants, you, you know, that fight's that got happened. Yeah, it's yeah. got to happen. There's no, and it's how powerful is that rather than just doing the process anyway? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Uh, you, the word that you use there, accountability, mm. you know, it is a massive one. No, um, yeah, you you you. So when you sign the you no know, sign the dotted line, basically, I'm going to do this at this date. If you don't tell people, sometimes to the big goal that you've set yourself, sometimes it's easy to get frightened of it. Hmm. Um, and I'll, I'll I'll talk quickly now about the the book that I've read. And I read it twice, and I think reading is really important. Arming yourself with knowledge in anything that you do, hmm. uh, with your mindset. Uh, no, with uh, with physique, with nutrition, it can really help you to to arm yourself with a little bit of knowledge. Um, feel the fear and do it anyway. So when you decide to make the body transformation, there's a big reason why you. There's a, usually a good reason, a big why, of why you're going to do this mm. this thing. But invariably, you're going to come 
like I said, come to a certain crossroads where you want to sort of back out because it's easier to back out. Mm. Um, but if you do let people know that this is where I'm going, this is what I'm going to do, mm. um, it, it does, it puts a little bit more pressure on. Mm. But, you know, pressure makes diamonds. You, and, yeah. you know, it's a bit cliche, but it's mm. true. Um, and like I say, sometimes but in the, it's easy in some aspects to talk about MMA. Like, it's not about the win. No. you can lose you can draw it's about the process but then you get to the, the top the pinnacle and you've got there and you've done it you know you've, mm. you've done all the hard work you've made all the sacrifices um, and the fact that you've actually taken the time and learned learned a lot about yourself mm. along your own mindset I think you get to that point and there's a lot to be proud of mm. that you carry on through the rest of your life that's yep. 100% um, <clears throat> like I say if you, you know maybe if you're looking at losing you set the goal of losing 12% body fat, 1% per week for 12 weeks. Maybe you lose 10. You still yeah. look great. You still mm. learn a lot about yourself. You might have got to that 12%, but two or three weekends, you fell off the wagon. Yeah. But only because you've given yourself that, that, that you've told everybody that that's where you're going to. Mm. The fact that you've worked so hard to get there, again, yeah. I just think you, you can, there's a lot to take out of it, a lot of pride to take from the process awesome I, I think we've I think we've sort of I think we've nailed the fact that how you can relate the two things even though obviously you've got a lot of experience in personal training and obviously you've got experience in building muscle dropping body fat so obviously your knowledge you're going to be able to bring to the table I think is you know is going to be amazing but the, the mindset side of it is maybe to bring some of the things that obviously other THQ trainers couldn't do mm-hmm. so I think that's going to be a massive valuable point so with, a ma- with the mindset, obviously we spoke, it's a huge part. What sort of practices do you have you learned over the years that from MMA that you then you do daily, like for your mindset? Um, what sort of things do you always go back to? Yeah, I think in the early days, so when you talk about people doing a, a transformation for the first time, I think it's important to to put a process in place, um, put steps in place. Mm. Um, so make a plan. So number one, you've got, you start with the why. Why do I want to do this? Why do I want to change my body? Um, read about the benefits. So you make that decision. But then there's a, a process, and especially what THQ is so good at. You know, these, these goals, every step of the way, the, the six-week meltdown, there's a new goal, there's a new, um, uh, new plan to put in place each week. So it's once you've got, like, you've done something for a, a small, a short period of time, you've got a solid foundation, and then you can build on it building it um so for me it was a lot about putting putting a plan in place and goals in place Mm. so short term medium term long term and the way that i did that was to to write it down sometimes physically write it down Mm. um i find that that sort of helped me right what do i want to do in eight weeks time or 12 weeks time that's where i want to be but now how do i get there so that's i know why i want to do it but like, how do I do it? So what am I going to do? Um, so definitely think like small steps. Sometimes the goal can be like a one day goal, a 24 hour goal. Yeah. Like I'm not going to have that glass of wine tonight. I'm not going to have that beer tonight. Mm. And once you get over that first hurdle, I think you get a lot, quite a lot of confidence mm. um, that oh, it wasn't that hard actually. Mm. And now I feel the benefits within a day or two days. Yeah. So I think alcohol is a, a good example. Yeah. Um, um, I lived in Spain for a while and the culture is very much to go out every evening and have mm. a couple of glasses of wine a couple of beers every night um, 
but then in the grand scheme of things, if you if you like I say if you've got this goal of body transformation or um, t- to compete in mixed martial arts, you can't always do that. Mm. Not saying it's I'm not saying it's bad or wrong at all, but sometimes it's little things that you just have to take out. Um, but yeah, just having like a a simple uh, process, but the one that you write down and one that you plan and stick to them short term goals, and the short term goals are going to turn to medium term goals medium term to the long term awesome awesome so one thing that obviously I wanted to try and answer me is, is one thing that a lot of people always say is that they overthink the situation and especially with body transformation they can't do that and they don't stay calm under like what would you what would advice would you obviously if you're getting hit in the face you've got to remain calm and like stick to your game plan like you've said and that's obviously very hard for the average person to put themselves in that situation um, but then obviously whatever's going on in your own head, that is like the, the biggest problem anyway, isn't it? So how do you stay, what's good advice for staying calm and not overthinking it? Because we always say, if you stick to 80% of your nutrition and training, you're going to see results. I like, don't panic. Oh no, because I haven't, I've had one bad meal or I've been out for a weekend or, or the planning, the transformation and they think in 16 weeks time, I've got a meal out and I can't do it. So it's like, you can't overthink and panic about. So what would you, what advice could you give to people about being calm in certain situations and just... The simple answer is keep it simple. Yeah. Keep, keep, just keep everything, keep everything as simple as possible. So in the, in the terms of, of, of a fight, start off with your jab, start with your footwork, start with your distance. Like keep things really simple. Gain, mm. gain confidence. So again, when we talk about putting um, steps in place, the six-week meltdown, um, you know, maybe it's a week where you're increasing your water, your, your water intake. Once you've done that, keep it in. Keep it, keep it simple. Keep doing those same things and repetition mm. as well so that getting into the habit of getting up every morning for me personally it's a litre of water it's black coffee that's my habit that's a yeah. habit it's something that I enjoy and mm. it's something that sort of sees me through you know even if I go through a period when I put in things that aren't going to help my, my body composition at least I've still got like you say the 80% I'm mm. doing a lot of things right every day mm. out of habit so the simple things, I make a daily habit. Yeah. So staying calm, this, this, I love it how this, this does relate, is because when someone starts the shoot process, that's it, the 100 mile an hour. They want to do 100 mile an hour. And we have to remind them, look, just keep it simple, do the basics and you get the results. You actually do the basics. So like when you're step, you say you're stepping into a fight, is that we just have to remind yourself not, because now it's here, now you're fighting, and you, uh-huh. not to go all in, just keep calm, do the things you know, do the basics, and then you will get the result that you want to get. Yeah. Um, like I say, I think sometimes having somebody to lean on, yeah, somebody yeah. to to coach you through it, is important. When when I when I have cornered guys when they go into fight, it sounds dead simple. It might sound a little bit odd, but I tell people when they go into the cage, I say feel feel what's underneath your feet first of all. So it's almost like being just being present. Um, but sometimes you you having somebody there to to lean on or to give you information is important and that's mm. uh, that's the thing that I love so much about THQ mm. I'm not paying lip service it, it's a fact um, you've got people there who are telling you these steps and, and making them simple mm. but super effective um, so the one thing I would say is like have um, have a framework around you of people you trust and who are going to give you mm. voluntarily give you information and by the same token as well I would say 
people almost feel like they should be able to figure things out themselves or they, they don't want to to ask but for me I would always say arm yourself with as much knowledge as possible mm. so for me I would hopefully never feel you know stupid to ask somebody a question so come to you and say Carl what would you do no. yeah. for whatever reason I'm struggling at this point what would you do um, sometimes I think it's much more simple if somebody can just tell you know, just shed a lot of light on something only by asking a question I think I will make a point of because I've thought about it in the past I think sometimes it's easy to start to learn about something so you go into the shoot process and you can really start to muddy the waters you can go down a rabbit hole of you know this part of nutrition that part of supplements I think having knowledge and information is really good but for me, I think I don't think there's anything wrong with being jack of all trades. Yeah. I don't mean superficial, like um, you know, guessing at what you're talking about, but understanding supplements, mm. understanding um, nutrition, um, understanding mindset enough so that you can have a, a conversation. So basically, if, if you know more about the supplements mm. than I do, I can say to you, Cal, I'm struggling with this bit. You know, yeah. what what would you advise? So I'm in myself with enough knowledge where I can, you know, I can absorb the information that you're giving me, mm. but not going all the way down the rabbit hole mm. where I'm sort of dismissing all of this. Does that make 100%, sense? 100%, 100%. That's exactly what I... That's why we obviously, we, myself and Ryan, we constantly put out content because the key to maintaining a body transformation is, yes, you don't have to have as much knowledge as what we have, but you have to have a good understanding of yourself and you have to have that knowledge because if you don't have that knowledge, like you say, you can't ask the right questions because research, especially if, if you don't haven't got any basic knowledge, like, like say you're going in a rabbit hole researching things and you get drifted off, whereas if you've got a basic knowledge, you can ask better questions to say a THQ trainer so if we're giving you advice and you go home as a as a client and um, a member goes home and actually studies it you'll be able to ask better questions when you come back into the gym so yeah that absolutely makes loads and loads of sense so obviously with THQ just we just focus on body composition that's how we get people results and that's that's the only thing we focus on and that's obviously what you're going to be focusing on it's obviously there's not going to be you're going to be obviously focusing on your own body transformation going for your own shoot process helping people achieve body transformation that's the only thing we're going to be focusing on but a common question that I get asked is that can I still so, so obviously people once they come into THQ they understand it if they want the results they have to throw, go all into weight training do the three sessions a week follow the nutrition here in a calorie deficit that's what they have to do to get results then they say can, well, can I still do bike riding can I still do running can I still do and and like, like I've said many times it's obviously when, you, when you're on that six weeks twelve weeks that's where all your energy and focus has to be but you should never ever cut out things that you actually enjoy the process so obviously we had a conversation a few weeks ago he was like um, I remember you saying that every Saturday you go to Manchester do Brazilian Jiu Jitsu that's what you always do and you always do that so even though your tension actually in the week and generally is going to be on body composition training and your nutrition is going to be to get you the best body shape you can you're never going to take that out of your life because it's something that's who you are and it's something that you enjoy and I think that is a massive key in to like I always say to somebody, don't run if you're doing it for fat loss. Don't go on a batch if you're doing it for fat loss, if you're just doing it. If you enjoy it, find a way to keep that into your body transformation. So with your new chapter now of focusing on your THQ chapter, how important is it that you obviously still keep this in your life as well, like for, for your own? Yeah, my own sanity, my own excitement. Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it is important that you still do the things that you enjoy to do. Like I say, if people might like to go and jog. Mm. 
bike ride. For me, I enjoy training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, the changes that I decided to make is that I what I have to do is limit the intensity. Mm. You know, I know I know that I want to transform my body composition. Um, in the past, it was always for athletic endeavor. Now it's not. It's for a different reason. So I know what I need to do to get to where I want to go. Mm. So that does mean that yeah, I can still do the things that I want to do. The other thing I have to do is just reduce the intensity so that it doesn't impact what I want to do. Absolutely love it how you simplified it. You've absolutely hit the nail on your head because many people that say they love bike riding, they used to go in, like, that's where all the focus was and they're going to these big, like maybe going to France and just, just going all over bike riding. And then they, they say, oh, I've got like four or five these big events planned and then I want to do the shoot. Well, no, you can't. You can't do both. You have to commit to one. It doesn't, you, you can still do the thing that you enjoy, but you have to limit the intensity. I love that simplicity of looking at it. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely spot on. So just before we wrap up, um, what's the sort of the main thing that you're looking... You, we spoke about off, off air before you was like this new chapter, this new excitement, and you obviously you, everyone needs that in their life and needs that. What's the biggest thing that you're looking forward to for... Well, generally, just look forward to being a THQ trainer um, and then obviously going on to be a THQ head, head coach within, within 18 months? Yeah. Um, well, there's two things I'm looking forward to. I got into personal training because I genuinely love to see people be positive and make positive changes in their life. Um, I've always enjoyed training people from a personal training perspective. For the fact that I think, say, if a grandparent comes in, I think the grandparent, they're going to be such a good example. Um, so I like to have that positive effect on people, so I'm looking forward to that. And, and the THQ model allows you to be personable, so you can you are working with people individually, but then collectively as well. So I like I like the fact that you know there's so many people that are helped in one go, yeah, at, at a personal level. Um, so that's something that really excites me. Like I say, I enjoy it. Um, I don't think there's anything net more important in life than our health, physical and mental. Mm. Um, nothing more important. Um, entirely. And then it's done again, like I'll say again, like I'm not paying lip service, but the, the THQ framework, obviously I've spent the past 12 years in the industry as a tra- as a personal trainer. Um, but my whole life has been about sport, in the gym, uh, PE uh, at college and what have you. Um, but for me, the THQ framework is the most effective I've seen for body transformation. Mm. So, and like, like I say, you know, it's, it's almost easy to think, oh, it's got to say that. Well, no, no, it, it's, it's the truth. Um, I think you make it so um, understandable for people, so achievable. You the support networks there, good people, super professional. Um, so I'm looking forward to working within that framework, helping people to do my passion. So. Thank you very much. Jamie Lester, it's been a pleasure, mate. Uh, thank you. It's been nice to hear about your life, uh, and I'm really looking forward to you being a THQ trainer. Me too. Thank you very much.